Welcome to Outrun the Bear, episode 40. 40? I'm sorry. I'm 40. I just realized. It's very exciting. It is. I'm your one of your hosts, Jacob, and I'm joined today, as always, by Adam. Hello. Hi, Adam. Hi, Jacob. How are you? I am splendid. Are you ready to talk about video games? I am. Jacob and I have That's sat here talking about uh, woodworking for the last, like, 30 minutes, so. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we're changing gears. Yeah. That's outrun the. I don't know. <laughs> is there a is there a backlog of woodworking projects? I guess there is. Probably, yeah. There, I mean, there, of course, there is. There, one hundred percent is. So that's a different. That's a different that's podcast. A different bear, we're, yeah. bear, we're trying to mm, outrun. Mm. <laughs> we're not talking about that here. No. Um, um. Yeah, video games. How is your gaming time? Yeah, being it's recently? well. So I think you and I have had an interesting last few weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a Nintendo Direct. Which you kindly have uh, highlighted some things. We'll go through that a little later. Yeah. But uh, there's this game where you like build factories that I've heard that you kind of got into. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In fact, like that's I just want to highlight, and I don't, I don't know if you'll mind me saying this, but Jacob was like, "Well, maybe we need another week to for me to get some more time in, because all I've been playing is Satisfactory. <laughs> this guy, it's, he's like beast mode at Satisfactory for the last. This, it's, yeah." It's very true. It's very true. I mean, we could start and just talk about that. Why don't we start now. there and then we'll we'll go where we need to go. But uh, can we just highlight for those not indoctrinated uh, into the world of Satisfactory? What oh, is this yeah. game about, Jacob? So Satisfactory is a factory building sim of sorts. Um, it's open world uh, where you're dropped into a world and you have to collect resources. And you use those resources to produce other things. And then as you progress, you unlock machines that can then automate the process of taking a resource and creating these things. And it and it's just a game that is built on iterating on this, um, earning upgrades to unlock new materials and new items to build to build more machines that can automate even more things. For example, you know, you're going to mine a material like iron and that iron is going to turn into screws and iron rods and iron plates. And then you're going to learn to get copper and then you're going to learn to get water and coal and oil and all this stuff. And you've got to maintain your power grid to make sure that you have enough power for all your machines. And that's and, that's and basically right, it, right. a progression. So when you start, that. you you kind of have to manually create things and like you're at yes. a workbench and you're like manually creating these screws and plates and whatever. And then you're like, Oh, if I create enough of these, I can create a machine that will automatically make the screws if I feed it on a conveyor belt into this other thing. And so it's like this, you know, you can they've got that they call it spaghetti. In fact, I think your world has described it with a bit of spaghetti at times in it, which is where you've got your uh your conveyor belts kind of going every which way. But the mm-hmm. um uh you can certainly create some very aesthetically pleasing uh factories, which we've you can find on YouTube pretty easily. But the um I think the the joy out of this game is I'm sure you would agree is that you just continue to unlock and iterate and become more efficient and do more things all the time. Like that's like the whole game basically. Yeah. I, I, I got this game cause a, a mutual friend was playing it a lot and he kept trying to convince me to buy it. And I wasn't really convinced. I watched it and I said, well, that's kind of interesting, but I didn't really understand the appeal. Right. And then I, I got a deal through Epic coupon, everything. So it was pretty cheap. And I was like, okay, let's dive into this. Let's start playing. So he kind of introduced me to it. And I played a couple sessions with him. 
And even after those couple sessions, I was like, well, this is interesting, but it hadn't like gripped me. And then <laughs> by the third session, like something clicked and and I couldn't get enough of it. And and the the thing that makes it so good is it is 100 percent stress free. And I, I was listening to the developer um, kind of comment on the things that they have no intention to add to the game. And like that's like survival elements or factory maintenance where things break down and you have to fix them or anything like this. Because again, like the 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 core of the game is that it's meant to be stress free. And I think that is like the best thing about it is that you kind of enter this world. It feels initially like a crafting survival game. It is not that it is just a kind of exploration game where you explore this world and kind of discover discover different biomes and different things. There are uh, there is wildlife that will attack you. It's relatively easy to defeat them. Um, and death doesn't have like it's not some, a real cost to it. It's not super co- unless you like were very far. You basically drop all your items and you have to go back and pick them up. Yeah. But like. So we dropped not so, at a huge. So cost. that happened really early, and I didn't understand uh, what was happening. I needed, and I was playing with my kid, and the um, there was uranium, which is why we died. And we kept putting it in our pocket because we kept picking it up out of the crate, and it kept just going in our pocket and killing us. So, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I think uranium is like toxic. Like we can't put this in our pocket. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay. Yeah. I'm like, how do you select everything but the uranium and get out really quickly before you die? Uh, so that was the early days of my, uh, my satisfactory world. But That's I think funny. you, so I've gotten like, uh, so I can, uh, I really did enjoy actually one of my favorite experiences. Uh, I've really enjoyed playing with my kid. We've been able to like design things. We've been able to map them out. Jacob's shared a bunch of like sort of just thought diagrams, I think, and trying to figure things out and like, uh, like literally pen and paper here, like thinking about how to map yep. out these things and just just kind of noodling on the stuff on the side. It's, I think it's good, like brain, you know, brain feed, if you will, just to kind of work thing, these kind of things out. And just like to your point, it's not a stressy game. It's a, it's just a, it's just a, I'm going to describe it as an okay time. Like it's not like it's like extremely <laughs> like enthusiastic. Like you don't get super excited about it. It is, it is a marvel though to sit back and watch your creation operate. Um, yeah. Especially when you've got like, okay, I fed those in and those are now feeding those things and those are feeding those. Oh my gosh. And at the end of the thing, I get a rotor or whatever it is that you make and with something more sophisticated. Yeah. I was like over the moon the other day. Uh, and this is, this is a sad tale actually. Let me tell you, I'll conclude my end and then I'm interested in hearing yours. But the, the sad tale is, is I was so excited. I went and found water. We unlocked coal. Uh, I've okay. never done coal Excellent. before. So I, I went and found the water. I got I got a whole bunch of copper sheets and some other things to be able to make my coal factory. Wandered over the water. There was some fire thing, breathing thing that I had to run away from. But I threw my little ref- my my miner on the coal thing, and the water was nearby. You probably know exactly where I'm talking about, and the uh, just northwest of sort of the beginner starter area, and mm-hmm. um, the. So I, I and I ran like a wire like all the way close to the water, and then I put my my oil fact or my oil refinery is that what it's called i don't know what the coal refinery uh, the coal, the yeah. Coal, yeah i put that down and then i had to like it was kind of weird because like i was trying to run the conveyor belt in and that was kind of opposite areas anyways i kind of spaghettied it a bit to get the everything to work i just wanted to operate and i'm like wait 
in order to pull the water out, the water thing needs power. So I like set up two temporary like biomass, like energy things just to like kickstart it. But once it was running, it could power everything else. So all I had to do was get it running enough to get the cold yeah. feed happening. And then it just ran infinitely. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, I can like literally remove this other power from the equation. And now it can just self-sustain itself. And I showed, and my kid was there. I think we hadn't, none, neither of us had made coal before. So we were like, oh, this is so cool. And then promptly my kid has just completely pivoted and back into Minecraft. <laughs> Like, oh really? yeah it's satisfactory is like it's so funny actually because he knew he knows we we're recording this evening and he's like uh he's like i was so excited to listen to your satisfactory episode because he knew we would be talking about it this this week and yeah and uh he's like but just you know now it's just days late <laughs> oh no well maybe we can kick start it we, could, we might be able to i would say that he goes uh like somewhat like i do tend tend to it just kind of goes in a circular motion through a few key games that he really Come likes and, and so yeah. he'll really get into minecraft for a while and then that'll wane off and he'll get into whatever so um yeah. but uh i thought that was kind of a funny story and exciting because i would imagine you had a similar experience when you first started new unlocking new things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the the um we yeah the coal power was a cool uh experience and i um i mean i have 32 of them now holy smokes uh, going uh but uh that was uh i mean but i mean that's what's so great about it i mean literally the name i know the whole pun of satisfactory but it is it's so satisfying mm -hmm. playing the game and like completing a thing and i spent so i mean embarrassingly um i've played almost 90 hours of this game you know, I don't know how over what period it doesn't seem like that long ago, um, but like I just couldn't stop. And, you know, probably like even like half of that or more than that isn't really even, you know, progressing. Like I kind of started the game with just creating things just to just to have things, putting it on the ground right. and just having the stuff and unlocking new things. And then it became a thing where I was like, oh, wait, this is silly like everything's kind of a mess and i created like this perfect you know factory quote unquote on a bunch of foundations and then i was like oh well i should be putting everything on foundations so i like i basically decided to redo everything and i created a whole new um whole new factory a building and i put everything in there and then i was having to go out to my other steel factory and kind of redoing all of that so that it was on actual foundations and coming off. I redid all of my piping for my water so that it was perfectly aligned, all the things. And then, and it's kind of mundane tasks mm -hmm. in a way. Totally. But, but once everything is working and just looks good, it, it is really, really satisfying. Yeah. Satisfying yeah. to see it. It just, I just, and it was, and that's what the pen and paper was like. I would, I'd be like, okay, well, like, this is what I'm dealing with, with my miners and everything for my iron. Okay. So like, what, how can I maximize the amount of iron that I'm mining and what can I turn it into? And I would just do the math and figure out how many, you know, constructors and everything like that. And I map it up. Okay. Now I've got that. Now I just need to figure out how I'm going to map it out into a, like an actual building. Right. And it was so much fun to do. And that would be my evening sometimes just like sitting in front of the TV and just kind of like writing it down on a pad of paper. And I've got like this notebook now that I'm just like flipping through pages. Right. That's very cool. I think uh, I, th I find it curious that we all everybody starts and has the same map. Like there's one map for everybody as, as opposed to like Minecraft where everybody where it's a generated map. Right. Um, I 
I, I, I would imagine I, it's some roadmap they've talked about creating, like having a, I don't know. Probably. But, um, but I can I also, logistically, that might be difficult because they also have to like contend with the high variability of building in this game and being able to deal with like all the, you know, if you had a procedurally generated world, how do you like make sure that everything's going to actually build correctly in that world? It could be a challenge, right? Yeah, they, they, so there's, so it is one map. It's pretty big map. Um, and there are four starting locations, right. which are basically four different biomes that you can start in. And each one of them has, um, like where you and I started is kind of the, it's, it's considered the easier the beginner area, yeah. beginner area, but they have like, I can't remember three different stats. It's like how close the resources are, um, um, how flat the terrain is. And things like that and the idea and i think that's why they've specifically done it this way is because they've kind of built the world in such a way that like they want the different biomes to be kind of specific for different to kind of um push different types of building and different types of factories that you are going to be forced to make like certain areas you're going to have to make lots of like longer runs for materials because they're further away but you're dealing with a flat terrain so you're you're going to be de dealing with like larger, wider factors. I think that's kind of the, it's my guess in the concept of why it's a very controlled environment. Because I know that one of the biomes I only just got released like four months ago. So like what we're dealing with today, even one of the fourth ones only just got released in an update. Yeah, so. I think it's uh, considering how long this game has been out. And uh, I think we, we did take a crack at this. Um, my kids played this probably like a year ago. Um, but this has been an early access for two or three years now, I think. Um, 2019. 2019. It's been yeah. in development for five years, and I think it went to early access yeah, to the general it's, public. It's an incredibly polished game for where it's at, and interesting to see that they're really going to like a 1.0 release shortly. But it's when you, because I've been like watching stuff about it now, like that now I'm watching people and seeing how they're building things and stuff. Um, it's like the only game that I'm actually actively watching YouTube right. streamers. <laughs> I've never done this with probably anybody else right. other than for like a very specific thing. But now I'm just like watching. Well, because you get to you get to see other angles of things you didn't consider and like, oh, I could incorporate that into my build or whatever, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, watching them, how they maximize performance and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, what's, oh, I'm like, oh, this is really great. And that's how I got my coal factories because I kind of watched a guy make something and I was like, well, that's really cool using these specific things. So you hide all the water underneath and all right. the coal underneath and you only see, you know. So something you might enjoy um, when the time is right um, with your own kids is the uh, is Minecraft, really, truly. I know I keep, I've mm -hmm. talked about it on this podcast a bunch, but the the Java version and the um, the ability to, to build automation is also very fun. And it's a little more raw because you don't have like, like satisfactory has got like it's a little easier to put things together um and you have to be a little more clever like it kind of to kickstart you i think with minecraft you kind of need to get some inspiration from some youtube videos or whatever but but like oh like i i need a food farm of some sort like to be able to get constant food i'm tired of trying to deal with getting food all the time while i'm playing minecraft and food is a thing you have to eat when you play survival minecraft and so you just figure out how to make one and you can make them really great and you can make tree farms and you can make all sorts of like resource farms and things like that. And I always thought that was like a really, really interesting, that's actually got what got me into 
it, me personally interested in Minecraft. And so Satisfactory is kind of like just got all this stuff built in and it's almost easier. So it's like, it, they're similar, but they're, they're very different. But because uh, there's a lot more survival aspect, of course, in Minecraft. But the, uh, yeah, Satisfactory is a neat game. I, I kind of, I, it was more like, oh yeah, my, my kid likes this and they can, you can play it or whatever. But I, I also found enjoyable the other evening. We just kind of stumbled across a couple hours together where we were just, just both playing satisfactory and chatting. And like, I think you, you were giving me a bunch of tips cause you of course have gotten much further <laughs> into this, yeah. but being able to like, also just like simul stream both of our screens and like, you can see what the other person is actually doing. Like, yeah. So that's kind of a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I play, I, I'm playing it with the intent of playing it with a mutual friend of ours <laughs> in a sh- shared world, but uh, we have not right. played together. That's right. Yeah, forever. And uh, he, I'm, I'm worried that I've gone too far. I've, I've slowed down in the last four or five days because I've kind of redone my main area, and now I've like slowed down on it so that I can kind of get him back in. Because I'd like to play with more people. Because yeah. I think yeah, I think you can play up to four players well, in a world. I'll, I'll tell you right now, and I forgot to mention this to you, but like we should like set up a time. I'll get uh, my my kid in there, and like we'll just hang out. Yeah. I think that could be a really good time. He, I don't know if I told you this. He's been in your world and hung out and like checked it all out. He built a cart and he was racing around because you you're you've got more things unlocked, so he was able yeah. to build like there's like a little uh, fold oh, yeah, up cart little... that you can and then you mm-hmm. you can get in it and drive around like a little car. He's like, this is yeah. so fun. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's that one is really. I thought I built that because I unlocked it. It costs a lot of tickets to get that. Yeah, and I was like, this is perfect. I can get across the world in it. Yeah. and it turns out no, because it it's very frustrating to drive unless you're driving it on foundations. Right, and of course, if you're just exploring, you don't have foundations. Right. So I was like, oh, this is. I think don't they have a cyber truck in there for? Can you drive that around? I think that was removed. Oh, they removed uh, it. But there there are explorer vehicles specifically to do that. Got it. Yeah. But yeah, we should do that because like I would love to have the social aspect to it because yeah. I'm like having a good time with it yeah. and like setting up goals and having people just do different things. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think I honestly I think if you if that would I mean, for me, this is actually how I like playing Minecraft. I'm like, I just want my kid to tell me something to do, like go and build this farm or go and like do this thing and I'm, like go get all this wood so that we can build this thing. Great. I'll go do that. Cause it's just a, it's a mundane task that I'm just like, it's just simple. Val- right. V- Valheim. Valheim. It's just Valheim. Valheim. Yeah. Just Are you guys, you guys want me to get wood? I'll go, I'll go get some wood, man. <laughs> I'll get you so much wood. You have never seen so much wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So I, yeah, it has, it, it has interrupted uh, a lot of stuff. I have played other things, but um, in recent weeks, it definitely it's just been like forefront of my mind. I just can't stop. That's so great. Stuff. Okay, so we'll set up a time. We'll we'll chat after this. All right. Uh, okay. Let me talk a little bit about what I've been up to. Um, Ghost of Tsushima has taken a backseat uh, these last couple of weeks. I have not booted it up. I was thinking about it today, actually, thinking about how it is a good game. The story is compelling but I do find a lot of the interaction similar. And then I, and then I realized that, is that just not every game truly really like think about uh breath of the wild or other games. I'm like, Oh, another shrine. I got to go in and solve a little thing. Or like, they're all kind of like, it just, 
it's like a loop. And if you like the loop, then they're great. And if you don't like the loop or you think it's mundane, then it starts to lose its luster. I'm not saying it's a, it's bad by any means. The story is very, very strong. Um, but I think I've been away from it long enough that I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Like it's just kind of sneak around and like murder ninja, all the, all the people. And so, and also I feel like kind of bad. So as a samurai, you're, you're supposed to like honorably fight everybody. I like, I should be calling everybody out to say, just bring, fight me. Right. But I don't, yeah. I don't do it. Jacob. Sometimes I sneak around and I just stealth kill everything. I mean, so, I've always said you're a pretty dishonorable man. So. Well, you know, um, so yeah, that was a big, so, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> my, one of my other kids finished stray and I kind of just watched that game get played for the, for a good chunk of it. So I'm never going to play that game, but, uh, I, well, I have played that game. I don't, like that game um but you said this last time yeah i think i may have said it last time yeah but i've now seen did your kid like yes also i won't say anything because i don't want to spoil the ending but um it's not a very long game so it's a pretty easy one to just kind of finish up but it's well it's it looks like it's pretty well done i don't know um all right i have no other i don't what else would i say about it as it's pretty it's got there is kind of some infuriating parts that are less clear on how to get through, but we figured it out. Okay. Um, but there's a last of us TV show coming and we've made a concentrated effort to actually get back into this. So we restarted it like a week ago. Um, and now I'm already, I'm almost caught up to where I was, um, when I was about halfway through. So, um, I think I told you I was two thirds, but I, I think now I realize I'm probably closer to half. How are you feeling about it? Uh, totally good. It's really much better playing with somebody else. <laughs> That's fair. The story is good. Um, the clickers are still a very annoying creature. Yeah, uh, they scare me, and I don't like them whatsoever. Yeah, uh, we're playing I it agree. on easy, which means I think we get way more materials all over the place. Yes. Yeah, uh, which I think dramatically helps us build shivs and all sorts of other things. Did you start on normal? No. Why do you ask? That was a mistake I made. Well, no, I mean, I, I played normal for about five Oh, so did I. Oh, I played normal all the way up until like probably like a third of the way in. And then I'm like, oh, oh no. This... I gave up immediately. Yeah, no, I remember I like, talking Why am I doing it? this to yeah. myself? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see uh, your full review of that game. Okay. Well, maybe by the time we chat next, it'll be done. Because we're, we're kind of like making it our like evening, like hour show, TV show kind of thing. It's just one of those games that I've always felt is kind of overrated uh doesn't feel sure um you didn't feel like, like the the story and the acting and the dialogue is phenomenally well done it's good I, yeah I, I i i don't know by the end of it i i i don't know it as, as a yes but as a full game um it, it didn't it didn't feel like an amazing experience and 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 maybe that's just some zombie scared around scariness. like <laughs> maybe and like i wasn't really keen on the fighting it's like it's like um uncharted series like uncharted has some really good story um but like i really didn't like the first three games but but they're really well regarded i thought it was really not fun to play um so uh, you know i don't know it's just it's that kind of similar feel for it like it, it was good story i enjoyed it but like the 
um, everything in between wasn't fun. See, it's like if I were to compare it to like a, a scary game, a, a comparison, it would be Alan Wake. I really liked Alan Wake. And while the while the the fighting was scary, I found it more interesting and more engaging, I guess, is my point. Like I, I had a better time with it. I know it was still scary and it was dif- difficult and it was meant to be kind of scary, um, but I liked it overall better it was a better experience for me whereas playing last of us um again i'm going i'm reflecting on it was a long time ago now that i played it um i didn't feel that it felt a little bit more chorish to play that game oh interesting to get the story out of it yeah well that was my feeling on it we'll see i know i'm i'm a minority um well so far it's been pretty smooth sailing uh most i think because it's a bit easy i mean we've died a couple times but um, it's been okay. We're doing the uh, you die and pass the controller kind of method of play, which uh, keeps mm-hmm. us both engaged. And we, I mean, we don't die that often, but it's um, good enough to sort of keep mm-hmm. us going. That's fair. And sometimes it's such a long gap that like, what what button do I press to crouch again? Or so, are you going to play Last of Us too? Uh, if if I think if we're totally satisfied at the end, we may. Yeah, I've heard uh, through a mutual friend of ours that uh, two was quite good. The story was fun, so I don't know. I heard the two. The thing that I keep being told about two is that it is like even like just like incredibly depressing. Oh, really? Dark, oh, I hadn't heard game. that part. Oh, interesting. Well, it, that's what I was told. Uh, that I have not read a lot about it, but um, yeah, that doesn't. That just, I don't necessarily need that in a video game. Well, and that's <laughs> and that's that's why it was like that's why it was told to me. It was like, oh, this just sounds like they went full depressing kind of yeah. sad game. Yeah, like, and I so don't need it's that. Like, uh, so it kind of turned me off. Yeah, I just I just yeah. realized when we're talking through this, to kind of think I don't know why it came up when you said sad and depressing. But I was thinking about maybe the opposite of that and thinking about God of War. And there's a new God of War coming out this month. Um, which I have no intention uh, of buying. Is it this month? I think it's November. Oh, maybe it's, it's November. November. I have no intention of buying it straight away. Um, I did buy the last God of War shortly afterwards. You're smiling at me because you think I will, but uh, I don't. I I don't have time to play this right now. I am. I know. <laughs> Jacob's like. Jacob's like. It doesn't matter what you say, Adam. We'll see. We'll see what you do because 100%. I know you. <laughs> I have no intent of buying this. So I so, so I'm like so I'm like halfway through God of War and <laughs> uh, yeah. I got yeah. stuck. Are you uh, have you picked this up, Jacob? All it's going to take is like one person to have bought it in your like close knit circle. It's possible. Um yeah. and start talking about it and you will be It's be I mean it. stranger things have happened, but uh mm-hmm. I would rather see us play Splatoon 3. Um, as a, I would like to yeah, as, as, a, well. as a group. I we played. Um, we I don't know if we were going to talk about this, but we played Mario Party uh, the other week with a bunch of uh, just four dudes just playing mm-hmm. Mario Party one night. And man, I just I love Nintendo games. They're just a good time. I know, you know, and I'm I'm so good at beating everybody. Yeah, so. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man, this guy. Oh my goodness! It's a horseshoes in this guy, unbelievable. All right, all right. So I was playing Last um, of Us, and then <laughs> he refuses to talk about it anymore. I would like to get Splatoon three. I think Splatoon three is my. Uh, maybe 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 I can squeeze it through this this month. Yeah, I think um, I I haven't played it yet. 
uh, I've watched a bunch of play, um, but I have not even touched it yet. Um, so I am, uh, I'm looking forward to diving in with, uh, with the gang. Yeah. Um, there's a, I've talked to you a bit about this. I think I showed it to you as well. There's two games I've started. I, I've played Vampire Survivors and I've talked about it here before. It's on Xbox Game Pass. You may have heard about Xbox Game Pass before. It's this platform where you can get, you know, a bunch of games for, you know, a, a economical price per month. Um, but there's this game called Vampire Survivors, which the premise is this. I think I've talked about it, but I'll really put it into, I don't think I actually, I've never tried to describe it before, but you're essentially like a single character in the middle of the screen and you walk around, it's like a top-down view and you've got a bunch of hordes of enemies coming towards you and you have some ability that can kill said enemies. And when occasionally they will drop experience little things of some sort and you'll pick them up and eventually when you get enough you'll level up and then you need more and more of these each time to get up to more levels and every time you level up you get you unlock a new characteristic or ability to like throw they can range from like calling down lightning to like throwing daggers to whatever and it's it's kind of got a bit of a castlevania ish type vibe this one and your abilities can continue to get upgraded until they become quite powerful and for whatever reason it's just like a really great like end of the evening zone out game where you're just kind of like it's got a kind of a decent soundtrack and it's just fun and you kind of continue to unlock things it's it's not even really i guess it's a roguelite but it's not it doesn't even feel like one so i really enjoyed this game it's just a couple bucks actually i think that they upped the price on steam i haven't even checked it out i ended up buying it on steam because i wanted to get it before it went up in price and it was three bucks i think but um there's another one i found there, there's another one that's kind of similar called 20 minutes till dawn and i hemmed and hawed and i ended up buying it um again not it's just a few dollars but it it's a uh a very similar style of game slight totally different art style though more of a like a like a real like uh, i don't know if it was 8-bit or whatever it is but it's got a and a bit of a darker uh vibe with more like more not not like scary but just like more like the art styles i'm trying to think of the name of the horrors that they call them but they're um they're just the creatures they have are just a little more um sci-fi i guess but okay. uh the difference is that the in vampire survivors you shoot just kind of non-stop 20 minutes till dawn you actually have to actively shoot uh and you have like a reload in your guns and whatnot i don't know man this style of game is like really appealing and then i went and looked i'm like man they must have these on on phones and mobile like this seems like a like a like a no-brainer. Well, yeah, Survivor.io. And it's like a hugely, it's like the number one game on iOS. Um, and hmm. it's like literally like you just use your thumb and you drag your dude around and you level up and you unlock things and you can spend real coins. And I'm like, these are, these are fun. These are fun, like nonsense. Zero, like I just need to zone out type games. It's, uh, yeah. it's good downtime. So that's been distracting and occasionally time consuming. The problem I have with these is I launch them and then I just, I'm like, I got to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I talked about satisfactory going into Minecraft, uh, which is fine. Uh, Yakuza zero. So I don't know. I don't know what struck me, but one evening I was like, you know what? I've never played any of the Yakuza games. Yakuza zero is apparently the one to start with. If you're going to start just in case you're aware or need to know. Okay. Um, so I installed it. It's on Xbox Game Pass. I installed it, and, and I thought I'd try this out. It's very good, like really, really good. Um, it's in full Japanese, subtitled. 
It is a it's an RPG slash like beat 'em up um, type game, and the story and the dialogue is like really great. I I am very much enjoying it. The mm-hmm. and I think I might go back to it. I almost completely gave up on it because it is hard, and I am not like it is. It is hard. <laughs> it's a hard game. Um, I think initially I didn't realize I could use items and you can also buy items. And I think because I haven't, apparently the beginning of this game is a little bit hard because there's a learning curve. It doesn't do a great job of explaining how to play it. Um, and uh, apparently once you've unlocked a lot of abilities, the fighting gets a lot easier. But um, okay. the story, man, I can see why people like it. Like it's a, it's a really compelling story. You're like a young uh yakuza who has become uh so this game by the way is called like a dragon in japan um i I thought it was really strange that they called a game yakuza in japan i'm like why would you call your game that but uh just because i'm like like wouldn't you know wouldn't the actual yakuza find that like you know strange um but maybe maybe they, they don't care i don't know but um but you're like a young yakuza and you're you've been adopted by like this like senior guy for whatever reason and uh like from an orphanage and you're you're sort of a just a young punk in like a big there's a huge series of command within this chain of 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 leaders and you're you've been set up at the very beginning of the game and uh you're trying to kind of clear your name and i don't really know much more of the story because i've got that far but it's um i don't know it's just the way it's kind of all put together it's it's just perfect i i think you would like this game I don't know that you would enjoy the fighting aspect of it necessarily because it is a, I don't know how, like it's like almost like a TMNT beat em up. Mm -hmm. Um, But the story parts are are really cool. And um, I don't know. So I'm going to go back to it because I I got to the first boss and I failed miserably a couple of times. And the only detractor for me is the, uh, it's got like the save system. You have to find a telephone booth to save. Otherwise you don't save. So like, I got like, I just, my life doesn't really let me like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I need to be able to like, can I just freeze this game where it is and come back to it? That's what I want. Can you do that with windows games actually? I don't think so. Right. I need a free state type thing. Like I need an Xbox freeze game type thing where I can just pick up exactly where I left off. Right. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about that, that's, that's actually really appealing. I wonder with the Xbox, the new Xboxes, I know they have that where they actually let you free state a number of games. Um, so you can flip back to like exactly where you left off. And I know it's been a little hokey at times with some games working with us better than others or they glitch out. But um, yeah, I think for somebody like, it's such a barrier for me to have to like reload games and whatnot. I will tell you though, my Switch is basically freed up. Splatoon 3 is like not been getting as much like even though it just came out, it, it kind of got finished like the single player and it hasn't been like totally being consumed. So maybe my switch is going to come back to me. We'll see. I could be jinxing myself <laughs> right now. Anyways. So Yakuza. Nice. Splatoon three, not played yet soon. Uh, Wreckfest. I played Wreckfest a whole bunch on the PlayStation. Just sat down one evening. I've played it a few evenings. Wreckfest is a, uh, it's on PlayStation plus, uh, it's just a drive around smash into games. It's a, it's a racing game, but it's also like, uh, you know how most racing games are like, you're not supposed to run into the other cars. Yeah. This, yeah. That's not this game. This game is like, yeah, go ahead. Run into the other cars. We'll give you points for it. Um, but also race. So like, right. It's just fun. 
and you you get to play against real people online. There's tons of people playing it because it's it's in the free pass thing. So there's like tons yeah. of people in it, and the fidelity's good. It's just it it's good. It's a it's a pretty enjoyable one. <laughs> um, I think that's just like a pick up and play around kind of game. I heard from a lot of uh, folks that are into like sim racing and whatnot that they also enjoy this one. I just read that the other day actually and. I'm like, oh yeah, I could see that. Like, kind of like a very casual. Like, I can still use my sim like, or my wheel or whatever to race, but um, but then it's just a right. casual thing. It's not as stressful, and yeah. Cool. Uh, and then finally, finally, Jacob, golf story. It's back. <laughs> I've been chipping away at it. Oh, I get it. I'm chipping, chipping away at it. The uh, yeah, chipping away at golf story one once slice at a time i don't know i'm trying to come up with more golf puns here but it's uh it's been good we haven't played mario golf in a while that was kind of a fun one i think that the tornado level kind of i wasn't wasn't a big fan of the tornadoes or the hurricanes oh, Do you remember that? um for the story yeah is that the story mm-hmm. yeah i was trying to i was trying to get through the story so that we could um, unlock the other um courses yeah so we could play them online yeah. and I kind of, yeah, I remember the tornado and I feel like I, I kind of fell off at that point, I think because I, I got through most of it and then I failed just right at the end because yeah. of the tornadoes or something. Yeah. I feel like that's what happened. I feel like that's and what happened. I just kind of dropped it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's I'm good. Like go hey, oh, sure. I'll play it again. Um, but golf stories, um, golf story is good. I, I just need, <laughs> is- I'll just chip away at it a little more. I'm past the, like the part. I don't did I even I probably talked about this like I think you talked about it but this is now this is a couple of years ago at least this got to be two years yeah now. but this uh probably more than that but the um yeah the, the, turtles. the turtles the turtles threw me off but I got past it and I got past the disc golf and yeah I think I could probably finish this one up well, I really liked golf story yeah it's pretty fun and that's sports story I think we talked about this before as well but that one's been delayed out no much. update yeah, yeah. Yeah, no update on it. I don't think they've updated since earlier this year. So not sure when that's going to come out. Anyways, for me, it's been a shocking few weeks considering like how much has been going on with like non-video game things. I've just, I've been able to dabble in a few things. It's been a good, that's good cool. few weeks with some yeah. games. Yeah, it's been all right. That's cool. I was going to say that Wreckfest is actually on Game Pass. I had no idea. Oh, it is? Yeah. For real? Oh, we should real. super play Wreckfest together then. That would be really fun. Yeah, it would, play, okay. yeah, it yeah. would be kind of like... Um, Harken back to the days of Forza. I I have a question for you though, Jacob. Uh, there was a while ago where there was a game that I sent you. Um, somebody had demoed something at like a coding game fest where they like made a game in a weekend. And mm-hmm. it was a game that was like a point and click adventure on a train. Yes. Is that... In a winter's night for travelers? No. Okay. Do you know which game I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Can you tell me what game I'm talking about? <laughs> you don't have to do it right uh, now if it's trouble to look for. But I no, I, it's one that I'm looking forward to. It's um, it's coming out. Uh, it was on the um, it was on a Switch Direct, I think, right? Or a Indie Direct. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um. Because I remember looking it up and I'm like, oh, we could actually play the train section of this game. They were going to expand upon it. But we could play this. It was like a murder mystery, I think, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, we could play the train section for free on PC because they just had a 
a, like a, a file you could download, but the with the game coming soon. Locomotive. Locomotive. Okay, perfect. That's the game. Um, yeah. And that was, I yes, it was some, some like developer thing. And then um, it's not released until 2023. Okay. Good but you're saying that the, the whatever they created is available. Yeah, the train section of it, I think. Oh, well, at the time, anyways, they may have removed it, but they had a, you could download the, whatever they made at the, like their proof gotcha. of concept or whatever they built. Um, gotcha. But when I saw, I looked, so after our last podcast, I looked into If on a Winter's Night for Travelers a bit more because I was like, I'm really like looking for a point and click. And I think I ended up landing. Actually, I didn't even mention it, but I, I repurchased for probably the fourth time uh, Monkey Island um, just to put it in my I know, I know you have it and I could play it, but I'm like, I just want it. I just need it mm-hmm. in my life. And it was, I got it on, on cheaper, but it was, um, and of course the new Monkey Island's out and I'm like, feel like I need to, I really want to play it because I know it'll be funny and it'll be great. And it kind of checks all the boxes of like funny point and click. But I'm like, I don't really totally remember the old ones. It's been so long since I played them. You are a hundred percent correct. I would have regretted playing this game only in 8-bit or whatever it is. It looks <laughs> absolutely atrociously terrible. Um, and I didn't remember oh, I... how bad it looked. A, I think that's, unfair description of what the original game looks like but okay <laughs> atrociously awful like okay okay you're totally right that's it's not atrociously like it, awful it is a classic it is a classic, classic and i my, my but imp- they did an amazing job of the remaster they hunt they it is so much so good and i think um yeah because you can flip back and forth between the two modes and i'm like oh yeah i i do yeah i do have a, a fondness for the old look but I, in my mind, in my memory, of course, it looks a little better. I think, right? Yeah. Um, maybe more of a. So you've been playing it. I have played it a little bit, not a, not a lot yet. Okay. No, I actually I was I was kind of toying with the idea of just watching somebody else play it, um, because I'm like, I I don't know if I actually want to play it again. I just kind of want to remember the story, and I don't I don't need to click. Mm. But I've been feeling I we were um, my friend and I were talking about this last week, yeah. and. Uh, going through some of them uh, and just feeling like, oh, I, I'd like to, I'd like to replay some of them. I would suggest if you guys were going to replay it and you were, you, I, I don't want to intrude, but I would, um, I could be a, like a third party, just <laughs> like voyeur yeah. or whatever, just, just watching the, uh, watching you guys play, I think would be, would be pretty satisfying. I, yeah, I've discovered also just like even playing with my kid uh, with last of us, like I just, I'm fine being a participant in a viewing nature and like doing the back and forth. That's pretty fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. We were, we were, yeah, we were reminiscing about some of the, yeah. I mean like I, the third, the third monkey Island, uh, was, um, even though it was kind of a departure of the second, the first two. And of course it was the first without Ron Gilbert. Right. Um, I still really liked that one. I played it a ton i played the first and second one a, a decent amount but the third one got so much play because of the timing of that when i had it and i actually had a physical copy of that i don't remember if i had a physical copy of the first two or how i played those i might have uh, might have gotten them through you know back in the early internet days of abandonware or quote-unquote abandonware um but the third one i actually owned a copy of i owned a copy of the fourth one as well I, d- I don't know how I played any of these. I must have either borrowed them or had a 
copy of one that somebody made or something i don't know Mm -hmm. but that's the other thing we might have had a copy from a from family or something who had a copy of the game yeah which reminds me of like the old copyright protection on old like dos games where like it was like okay look in the manual on page eight what's the third word or whatever right yeah yeah we used it we had it we had a copy of iceman uh which is sierra game which is a neat game but you could play uh most of the game until you got to the submarine part uh, but you needed the manual, but we owned it, but we had bought it secondhand, but the secondhand copy didn't have the manual. Oh, no. It was in the box and everything. Right. Um, and we could never get past that part because again, um, before, before the internet, the internet being able to look up manuals, um, we couldn't, like yeah. we couldn't look this stuff up and, uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't call the helpline. <laughs> right. Right. For something like that. But, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I know I've, I, we talked about it. We we didn't decide it to to play Monkey Island, but I don't know. I I'll come run it by. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, so either I'll do that or I'll just play it or I'll watch it. One of those one of these three things will probably occur. I I, mean, I do want to get through it. I do want to play the third one, the proper third one, so to speak. Um, just because I mean a modern Monkey Island game, it's going to be great. It's supposed to be. It's getting really good reviews. I have seen no reviews, and I've kind of avoided even reading anything about yeah. it yeah but uh that's fair. That's, I just, but it's good to hear that it, it's general good. consensus is it's really good that's good to hear yeah that's really good it, it got all that weird hate because of the art but that was a i think a niche group that just I, jerks people are just so yeah so they're awful hyper critical of anything anybody does well, it's incredible but like it's so it's also hard to tell like these days with the internet and the way things are like what's real yeah. what's real and what's a majority and minority because anything can just be taken from a minority group and now they just like you know create an issue that is a small group of people that just is able to like spam yes. everything yes. with this hate yes right so it's like really hard to tell whether like that's even a consensus because you can you know you can see like this incredible hate and this campaign against oh this art sucks uh, but then you can equally see if you look closely all these people going like what what's your problem with it like it looks great like who yeah. cares yeah you know so what, i don't know sorry and just i what actually didn't know any of this what, what was the actual hate for the art like what's the problem oh with they that? just hated the art like the and, style and of art attacking yep yep and uh ron gilbert shut down his blog posts because he was basically putting a blog post about the development of the game yeah. and he was getting attacked in the comment section and like just what a lot of heck? hate and he was just like He's like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this anymore because I just can't. Can't handle like, all that. Why? Like, like, I don't like, care. This is the game that we created. Like, I'm moving on. I'm not doing, I'm not putting up with this. So he stopped because he was doing blog posts about it and he just gave up on it. That is but. really unfortunate. He's really active on Twitter. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if he stopped recently. I saw him very active over the last year or so. But uh, yeah, he's. Yeah. He, I don't know. That's, that's but too that's bad. the way things are, right? Like, it's, it's, not, it, it, that doesn't even necessarily reflect. The majority of people it's no just of course not minority probably that's just like people but anyways in the end yeah. it is getting very good reviews well that's and, great yeah um, we don't need to harp on the, the negative that's well, that's totally uh well that's great yeah i i think the art the art's just fine and also i i have a lot of um regret about my comments earlier about the atrocious uh <laughs> i do good. I, yeah good. yeah deep, good. deep regret good. yeah <laughs> Um, no, but all these kind of games come out and I always want to go back and replay the, of course, I mean, I didn't, yeah. it wasn't that long ago that I played through the entire 
series right. because I wanted to play it with uh, my wife. And so, I mean, I say it wasn't long ago, like, you know, 10 years ago, five or six years yeah. ago. It wasn't that long ago that I, I went through the whole series. But I love those games. I've played them so many times and I would. I mean, I played the first three a lot. I think I've actually only played the fourth one. I played the first section of the fourth one, like probably five times and then played the full thing once. When did you start then, playing point and click adventures? Oh, when I was like five. I'm I like, this is not a thing my kids have played. I'm wondering if like, like it's a, it's a generation thing, right? Like point and click adventures back in the day where that was like, I mean, that was the bread and butter of like, I mean, it was um, it was a video game games. type you could make, I guess, with video games at the time. But, com- but specifically computer games, I mean, like even even mid 90s, like, I mean, there was th- th- I mean, the adventure game company. I mean, I, like when I was in my teens, like point and click adventure games was like a genre that you were like you were picking and choosing which ones to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, only in the last like it's maybe 10 years, I'm making that number up. But like, you know, it fizzled like in the 3d era when things went to 3d and we made that shift of um instead of 2d and we went to 3d and, and point and click adventures to make that shift that's where they kind of fizzled and we lost a lot of that being a core game and then it almost seems like the indie development crowd of like creating point and click adventures the game kind of maybe maybe kickstarter ish era Maybe I'm guessing like when that started being right, a thing, right. yeah. we saw like a rise of people kind of coming out of the weeds of like indie developers creating these. And that's when now we're seeing like oh, we've just been seeing an incredible increase in them. And there's tons of them now. And we're back to creating really good because th- that want. I feel like there was a period where we got into 3D and just the mainstream gamers, quote unquote, just wanted that like 3d shooters and that was just like the the thing and we've now entered a, a more kind of broad range of acceptance across different genres. i would that's, i totally agree with those comments. that's like my high level yeah. like very non-researched just no, feeling over I, that's, being a gamer that's my over feeling the years, too. right no i totally agree with you though i think there's there's much broader acceptance there's also like the whole thought of like playing old video games was kind of um like oh like not, not like a judgment but just like it's way more open now, like playing retro, like a lot of people just play retro games um, because they love them. I think it's, but I think it's also the evolution of like seeing the medium of video games expressing people's, you know, thoughts. And I mean, um, and stories and how they can express them in different genres of games. And like, whereas, you know, it was very like, video game history you know is, is very focused on specific things in different eras and like you know like going through like the 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 bit wars of like i have eight bits i have 16 bits i have 32 bit you know like that whole thing where it was always about like that best console and and like what games you could have and the the, the newest you know genre of game and you know and i think now especially with a resurgence of indie developers and seeing a broader range of content because you know i mean in the 90s you know you had very like core nintendo games and sony and like that was that was more of a forefront of everybody's mind and we still have that for sure but i think the broader range of developers and seeing games come through different mediums and and seeing those i think it's just i think also they are like the 
the look Door and the it. feel of these old games uh, is something an indie developer can do on their own, right? Yeah. Uh, versus uh, like these 3D games that require like an army of texture people and shadow, like lighting people and like whatever, but, right? But I mean, development I mean, in general has just been easier, right? Sure. Think, like the tools and everything, like the people are creating 3D games. Absolutely. I mean, you told me that uh, this this Winter's Night Four Travelers that you've uh, that you'll talk about uh, in a moment <laughs> is no. uh, like that was through the engine that like like you could buy this and yeah. create your own art and yeah. put together your own point and click adventure. I mean, it's not a yeah. trivial thing to do by any means, but like the tool is there to be able to put like. The mechanics are there to be able to put the system mm-hmm. together when yeah. so you don't need to learn how to program as well uh yeah, well exactly. probably not to some degree i'd imagine you'd need to know how to string things together but it's not going to be but um, you look at like unreal engine and stuff like that right mm-hmm. like uh, technically all that stuff is now just available to anybody who yeah. just wants to be able to create and yes it requires some you know a, a skill set in some regard but like just you know, when you think about the 90s and stuff like that, people were creating their own engines because they had to in order to like develop their own game and like to create the thing that you they specifically to, wanted to yeah. do. Like you you didn't really have a choice to just be like, oh, there's like this open source engine oh, necessarily very, to do. Everybody's different. creating their own engines to do this. Yeah. And nowadays everybody's just like, oh, is it in this engine or this engine? And people still create their own engines. Yeah. For sure they do, right? Like for specific reasons. Um, and again, I'm not a developer or anything, but like, but that's the thing. Like you, you can you I you and I could just sit down and learn Unreal Engine and like use it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's more to it for sure, but like the tools are now so much more available. But um, for creating these point and clicks and, and the ability for these people to express all these different things. Um, That's totally true. Uh, I, as just as a slight side tangent for like learning how to use tools, um, there is a 3D application called Blender uh, mm-hmm. for doing 3D modeling. And you can, I think you can do animation with it as well. Um, but it's um, a pretty, pretty like it's a very powerful tool. Like it's one of the better ones out there. It's also free um, to download. I think yeah. they, I think they, I don't know how they monetize it. It may be through support and and or uh, brushes and things like that. I don't I don't know, but they um, man like here's my like at the time nine year old learning how to like render out like uh, like did a full there's a we found a, a tutorial on how to like make a donut uh, like a really good looking donut on a plate with like you know frosting and sprinkles and all sorts like in a deformed donut because they're not perfect and all that kind of stuff and like. It was probably like, I don't know, eight hours or so of tutorial or whatever to like get through it and rewatch the same mm-hmm. thing five times to learn it. But you can teach yourself how to do this stuff too. Like he, he made a donut, did, right? Like it's incredible. I mean, I did this in school. I did 3D modeling in school, like in high school. Right. And like they, but of course I couldn't do this anywhere else because they had the application. They right. The application. Yes. It was a lot. And like rendering anything yes. back there on the like school computers, like you would set it overnight. Yes. And like you were not making anything no. crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was it, horrendous looking renders because like, what was I creating in high school really? Right. But um, it was a lot of fun. And, and there was like, I remember an application called Poser and it was like, you could have like a person and you'd pose them, but it I was remember Poser, so, yeah. it was yeah. so janky to sure. try to create any kind of weird, like walking animation with it. Cause it like, it didn't really have that. You had to do it yourself. And nowadays everything is just so like very open and all that stuff. So that's, yeah, allows for a lot more. Um, I think, I think it's probably people. also why you see a lot more people being able to create these, you know, the, like yeah. you just kind of things out of the, out of the woodwork. Uh, another follow I follow is uh, Luke, Lucas Pope. 
who's the guy who made um uh the boat game where you're the insurance investigator and pa- oh, yeah, papers yeah. please um, overden over yeah overden and uh and papers please. papers please and actually papers please just came out on uh I- ios as well which uh, f- i mean what a dangerously good uh game i bought it your phone. for android did you yeah wow yes. wow that's that is a statement here people jacob is like pretty like pretty clearly like i don't play games on my phone um and i think that says a lot it says a lot that you picked it up well because i thought it's one game that i really wanted to play and i picked it up on my phone because i thought what a great platform it It is but i still struggle to play games on my phone yeah that's fair although ironically you have a controller mount for your phone no, but it's not, it's not even a controller game. No, no, no. It's I know it's not. But my point but... is, is that you've played oh, remote play with your phone, uh, other games. You're right. right. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm always like, if I'm sitting down to play a game, I don't think about playing like the games on my phone necessarily. So I, I did get it because I was like, oh, that's like a good like you can just play like a day. Yeah. Um, But it's I struggled at first because to finish a day in a playthrough, like sometimes can take a few minutes. It took me a little yeah. long. But I've gone through about three days of it. I, I really do like it. It's a, it's really a cool lovely game. game. Yeah, I mean, you get better at that game, game as you remember more things, of mm-hmm. course. But yeah, that's so a, tan- that w- that took a tangent. I just you you said you were following. We've like multiply tangented here out to the wazoo. But uh, yeah, no, I was just mentioning that because he's like he just seems like a like an interesting indie developer. I, I read an article with him just about his development process and how hard he is on himself, and he's just a one man team. Um, he's he's making a game for the play date right now, which is like a like where I think you look through a door and try to decide whether or not you want to let people in or something like a super simple game. Oh, yeah. And they're all alien, these weird alien people. And it's a kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't even understand the game necessarily, but the, uh, it just, just interesting to see that like this guy, I mean, between Oberden and like paper Blades, he could just call himself a pretty successful gaming developer career period. Like those are yep. two hugely successful, amazing games. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is just him turning them out. So like that's pretty incredible. I think the the other the other comment I'll make about like the ability the, the increase in in um, point and click adventures is the um less reliance on the publishers, on the sure. big publishers. Yes. And that I think that I should have said that's probably more so uh, you know, actually you're totally why right. they died yeah. in the in the mid in the late nineties, why they died because if you couldn't create a game that was going to sell well or seemed like it was going to sell well and that's and that's where i feel like like linking back to the kickstarter being able to self-publish and and self-fund i mean we saw like um double fine who is considered a pretty successful game company but had to kickstarter their uh, point and click adventure um you know uh, just because they they couldn't get publishers to to do it I think that's where you also see some folks have a little more fun with their games or their expansions or whatever. I just, I can't remember. I can't remember the game. I was just listening to somebody else talk about a, a guy who was at a, he was at a publisher or at a studio and he, he wanted to create it. Like it was a successful game. I can't remember again. It doesn't necessarily matter what the game was. Um, and then he, he's like, you know, it would be really fun for this game. You know, it'd be so much fun is if we turned it into a musical and like and had like an entire <laughs> like just like buffy the vampire slayer used to do um 
these like musical episodes on and they used to have like Buffy and like everybody singing like different aspects of like the show and like people ate this stuff up. They love these musical episodes. He's like, well, that'd be so much fun to put that into this game. And he went to like, you know, the, the bosses and they're like, well, that's not going to sell. Like, nobody's going to buy that. And maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. Who knows, right? But like, yeah. you know, you can. It's hard to tell with these things. But he's like, anyway. It turns out he ended up splitting off, and he's now making a musical game, which is like, literally, you can't even like make a soundtrack from it because the songs end up becoming part of like you build the song as you play the game. Hmm. Anyways, tangenting here off of a million different areas, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, Jacob, what have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh it's my turn so i i did talk about if on a winter's night you did four travels last did, time yeah. and, and i did complete it yeah um i think it was one you said it was a bit dark a, a very dark yeah. creepy mm-hmm. um I, I like i'm not gonna say much about the ending it was a little bit disappointed i about the ending it, it kind of felt like it, it didn't conclude well um but it was good. I, it is worth playing. It's very short. It's only a couple hours uh, to play through it. It's, you know, you play these. Um, uh, you play these. I think there's really only three stories that you play. I know it says four travelers, but I'm trying to think of the fourth one. Hmm. Um, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But um, it's it's really well done. Like it's incredible, like pixel art um, and and the, uh, you know, game there there is less you know quote-unquote puzzle elements to it although i probably the last story had the most you know puzzle elements to it um than any of them but um yeah it was still it's still worthwhile excellent um and then i completed phantom hourglass just a few days ago excellent Uh, so finally uh after taking a break from satisfactory finally sat down i was so (laughs) close to the end too um for so long and then i finally sat down and, and finished it uh so that is done and i have then picked up spirit tracks and started uh spirit tracks very nice so i can get through those i don't those two DS phantom games. hourglass that's the one where you can make all the markings right i think i've played this one they're both like that oh yeah spirit tracks and phantom hourglass are essentially very similar in how you play okay you i play make. i did play phantom hourglass i don't know that i finished it um, I'm not. I think I said before. I'm still not sold on the um, stylus style fighting. Yeah, it's okay. Like I'm. It, it's it's okay. It's not great, right. but it's okay. The game was okay overall. It had this kind of annoying aspect. There's like a central uh, temple. Yeah, where you constantly have to go back to. So you kind of go out in the water. You do a temple, and then you come back to the central tower or uh, ta- uh, temple. And you have to redo rooms again. And the whole idea is that you have kind of this time limit, this arbitrary kind of time limit that you can increase. But the idea is as you unlock more abilities, you can do the rooms quicker. And it it's okay at first, but after like the umpteenth time that you've had to do it, it just uh, it gets a little tiresome to have to keep doing it. So I was just like near the end having to do the temple yet again and there is like this part where you can kind of skip to the middle but you still have to do a lot of it um iterate on it a lot right and, um 
I, taking that break in between where I was playing Satisfactory for a while yeah. was actually kind of good because it meant that, okay, I realized where I'd saved. I was like, okay, I'm at the last time. I have to do the temple one more time. So yeah. I did it again and, yeah. and everything was fine and defeated the boss. But um, so again, it was okay. It wasn't like a, a great Zelda game, but I'm glad I played it. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how Spirit's Track is. It's kind of a funny concept because Spirit's Track is based basically a train game a zelda train yeah game. i yeah i have not i think i've touched it but i haven't really like played it much at all uh i hear it is it one of the worst i think is that is that what it gets the rep one as? of the worst yeah is it i don't know mm, i don't, I don't know, know if it is or not um but i feel like it's probably not up on the high end of the top zelda games um it is no it, i mean i have general ratings just from a google search suggests yeah. it's high okay um, it is. It was the more expensive of the two to buy. Mm, that doesn't really mean um, anything, though. <laughs> it uh, just means means potentially rarity is all that means. Uh, true. Um, although Phantom Hourglass has a similar high score as well. They both do mm. similar. I just figured maybe spirit if if the rarity is born from people holding on to it more than Phantom Hourglass. But there were a lot more copies of Hourglass than there were. Could be. I have a guide here. Is it for Hourglass? What is your guide for? Yes, yeah. Hourglass. Oh, you should yeah. definitely have that guide then. I should. <laughs> it's also <laughs> still sitting on my fireplace. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, 3DS is being used just to play Spirit Tracks. Great. Um, so just just started that one though. Um, I also picked up um, and finally played Her Story. Um, this is the guy who created, uh, he created her story. He created telling lies and his latest one, which is, um, I want to say, I want to say inception, but it's not the name. It's not infirmary in, um, infern, inferno. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What is it called? We talked about it, I think, uh, a few episodes ago or something. Um, anyways, so so his games are um, immortality, immortality. Yeah, so not really, <laughs> not close, any of those words. I mean, <laughs> start with an I. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we win. Yeah. Um. So close. Immortality. Uh. So her story is. You are in front of a computer, like an old, like this is, um, I think, the 90s. I think it's, it's meant to be the 90s. Uh, and you're in front of this old, you know, 90s computer. And you are, have access to a database of video clips. Um, and all it is, is using search functions. So searching for keywords to bring up videos and you can only bring up five so if it searches it'll tell you how many videos it found based on your search criteria but it will only ever show you five so it's all about creating finding words keywords through the videos um and combining words to to filter through these videos to find all of them right and it's a kind of it's 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 basically it's you watching these videos and extracting like what is happening through these interviews or police interviews, but you only hear one side of the interview. You only hear the responses from this woman on the other side. You, you never hear the questions. 
um, from the police officers. So you're watching all these videos and you're watching them in, in completely random order because you're just basing it based on keywords and you pick up keywords from the videos and you go, oh, that's an interesting. I wonder how many times she talks about that thing. And so you put that in and you bring them up and it's all about it's a really interesting experience. And it was it's really highly regarded. Yep. And I've always intended to play it. Um, it's not a traditional like, you know, interactive story. And it, it just in that it's not a straightforward thing. You 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 know, depending on what you search for is you and I will have a different experience and how things develop and how you find things. But also at the end of the day, like your how it is a very kind of you have to interpret what you found yourself. Like, I hope I'm not giving away anything, but like, it's not really that clear cut. Sure. Like you feel as you go through it, as you discover more things, things become more clear. But by the end of it, you then, you know, I wasn't really thinking about one thing. My friend kind of, he was like, well, what, I mean, do you, do you think that this is the thing? And I was like, oh, I never really, I never really stopped to think about how to take this. Like, because things will be presented to you from her point of view of what she's telling these police officers. But then, yeah, like as soon as you question like one thing that she said, you know, it can kind of unravel, unravel and things. start to sure. think, think yeah. like, oh my gosh, is that what's happening? Yeah. It's re- it's really cool. How many hours it's is this very game? cool. I, I think I put in about five to seven hours. Okay. I might, I might, might dabble here. We'll see. So it's, I, it's, it's a game I've cool. like, it's always appealed, but I've never really like enough to like go and try it, but it's on game pass, right? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So yeah. maybe I'll, maybe I give it a go. I heard with immortality. I think I mentioned this to you somewhere else, but I the comment I heard that made made me feel weird about the game because the game does look neat. Is that people were like unsure of when to stop playing the game, mm-hmm. and that I was like, what? Like, what does that even mean? Like, you don't know when it's over. And I wonder if it's similar where it's like, you know, you sort of unravel a bunch, but then you can go back and like look at other things if you want to kind of thing. So they're just not sure when to like, when should I stop looking at stuff? Um, Right. So I I don't know. I don't know what what, I obviously somewhat cautious in knowing too much about these things, because if I want to play them, I don't want, you know, I don't want to know. It's curious. I'll be I'd be. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to know. I telling lies. Their second one got kind of mixed reviews. Um, it didn't really uh, do as well as her story. And I know my friend who has played them. Um, he was less interested in it. He didn't think the story was um, that good. He felt like there's like a point in the in the in it where you kind of just you kind of figure it out what's happening right and the rest of it just feels arbitrary at that point like it doesn't add to it whereas her story is very interpretive and in how like yes you f- get presented things and you're like you feel like you've figured it out but there is still some like but like is that like a thing or you know so i don't know but i've never played telling lies so i can't really comment on it other than what i've read uh sorry i think maybe you said this earlier but her story or telling lies was made first her story her story. Is first yeah. game telling lies is the second one and then immortality obviously is his third. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just it made me think like, you know, with immortality coming out, I still hadn't played any of his games and her story I own. I just have never played it. So I finally just sat down and played it. It was good. Great. Good. Um, and it, it tracks all the videos. So you know which ones you found. And you 
technically there's a point where you could just quote unquote finish the game in a sense um even if you haven't found all the videos Mm. you don't have to find them all but um yeah i did i screwed up though near the end i I, because i finished the game and i was like i'm gonna like only was missing like a handful of videos and i was like okay i'm gonna finish the game because i i did look up just to make sure like spoiler free you can finish the game and still unlock the rest of the videos like finishing the game doesn't mean like oh you have to start up again but i found out about a command that i wasn't really thinking about when i hit it and it reset the whole game on me oh no i hadn't unlocked everything so then i went through this like thing i had to replay it and i was just like cycling through videos really quickly just to mark them off and make sure that i didn't like unlock a new one that i hadn't actually seen yet it was a oh it was a pain but i did do it all over again so i technically did it twice but the second time was like more of like flush through the one thing i found at the end is the handful of videos that i found at the end were nothing because there are videos you'll find that are just like one word videos where she'll just say like yes or no or things like that right like it's not all um revealing information sure there's just a mix of different things right so but uh, so I didn't feel like I technically I I did it and I didn't necessarily have to do it. But anyways, yeah, so I, pl- I played that. But um, that's pretty much it. Uh, Satisfactory has, like I said, eaten most of my time up. I did pick up the bio, um, the Bioshock trilogy on Switch because it was ten dollars. I read a review and they said it's a great system to play the, the trilogy on uh, Nintendo Life. So it's like, well, for ten bucks and I get all three games. Why not? I did, however, discover shortly afterwards that I own all three games through Epic Store because I got them for free. <laughs> now, I still say that I'd rather have them on Switch so I can play them handheld. I, I, yeah, I can't do the first them. person on, on Switch. I know you can't. But, but I... Um, yeah, actually, can we talk about that for a second? Because I just want to point out that Satisfactory is a game I shouldn't enjoy, um, but I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I meant to bring this up. This is one that you had... We had talked about this yeah. satisfactory when I started playing it. It's been a few months when I first when you first dabbled, yeah, played it, and you were like, "Oh, I played that for a few minutes with my son, and we're done." Yeah, moving on. Yeah, moving on. And I was yeah. like, "It's got ladders. Yeah. It's got crafting. Yeah, it's first person. Yeah, yeah. it's it, got everything." So, the, I mean, the argument, it's of got course, water. which we've had, is that the crafting is not not really the crafting right. is problematic for me, but. um and the automation is just so satisfying. But it is interesting how much... Actually, w- when I was playing it on the weekend, which is the last time I played it, I think, uh, I got really nauseous playing it. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like... Um, I think... Yeah, I was just I was like, wow, I need to stop playing this game. Um, so... The, the thing that still makes me nauseous today playing first-person games is if I'm at a very high height mm-hmm. and I fall. Mm-hmm. That still makes my stomach churn when I fall from a great height. And it happened in Satisfactory where I was trying to, there was like a power cell at a very high height. I built this whole thing at the top and I missed the platform when I was coming down and I fell from the like the highest I've ever been. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and like, even though it's a video game, like it still makes me, it happened in Grand Theft Auto. Like you go to like uh, the highest skyscraper or whatever and fall off. That yeah. also like makes... It gives me the feeling, and that's third person. It gives me the feeling like I'm falling off the. the Interesting. Building. 
Yes, you're, yeah. we're very, very invested in your uh, characters. Um, yes. <laughs> I, a Bioshock trilogy, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this, and I certainly have, but the I've never played the first two. Um, mm-hmm. I know nothing about those games aside from there's a, this like big daddy guy and like whatever. But I don't know much about them either. It, but I have played the third one, and I mm-hmm. loved it. It was mm-hmm. so good. I think it's yeah. pretty removed from the other two, so it's like not... You don't necessarily have to do them in order. I don't even right. know if there's a benefit, um, but it's got a bit of a steampunk, steampunk vibe. And like, I distinctly remember at the end of that game, I literally sat there at my computer with like my jaw open, going like, "Like what?" <laughs> <laughs> so it was, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty good. That was actually one of the first games that I played. This game came out before Last of Us, where the characters kind of told the story. Because there's a girl that comes with you for the most part in the game. And you guys just talk so much and you tell the story as you play. And I'm like, this is a great way to like do the dialogue in a game. Yeah. Right. And now we've seen it in so many games where that happens. And I I love that way of like them telling like God Mm -hmm. of War was so good for that. Where like, you know, boy, uh, you know, I didn't (laughs) tell like a story of like what was going on or whatever. Yeah. It was, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, it is a reminder that I need to increase the storage on my Switch because I'm out of storage. Ah, I just did that. Mostly because my just... old storage died. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I ended up buying a 256, I think, this time. I had a, I'm one, still on a 128 before so I, or something, yeah. I, I actually bought have... the official SanDisk with the little Mario. Uh, did you really? I did, yeah. It was on. It was like almost the same price within like a dollar. I'm like, well, I'm just going to go for the Nintendo one. Yeah. Why would, every, You would too. I know you would have, yeah. I don't know that I would have for a dollar. I feel like the sale. Well, if push came to shove, I mean, if it was, um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a good a deal on on something on two fifty six or five twelve. Yep, makes sense. But I do I do need to update it because I keep having to delete games in order to make room for others. My son had a friend come over. He brought a switch with him, and he um, he's all digital. Every yeah. game is digital. I'm like. He he looked in our drawer of games. He's like, "What is happening here?" Because there's like, you know, I don't know how many Switch games. I I can appreciate the digital. I definitely can too. I mean, that's PlayStation. PlayStation. I'm digital first for everything. So I like those little red boxes. I like the little red boxes. Yeah, yeah. And this this moves into uh, kind of one of the other physical games that I'm waiting to get, Mm -hmm. which is Night of the Old Republic Two. I've got the first one. The second one is um, still in production. But um, I forgot about this until it came to my attention in an article that the DLC basically came and went. The release date for the DLC. Um, so the DLC for KOTAR 2, for those who don't know, basically uh, Knights of the Republic 2 went to a different developer. It wasn't created by Bioware. Um, and notoriously went through this like rush development to get it out the door. And as such, cut a whole planet and a whole chunk of story, which ended up making the ending of the game kind of bonkers weird. Um, and I still remember to this day, like feeling like you get to the end and you go, sorry, what just happened? Why? And it's partially because they cut a bunch of content of the story out. And so like modders over the years have like found the content in the game because it still exists. It just never was finalized, finalized it with all the dialogue and released it as a mod. So you could play it on PC as a mod so you could actually play the full game. 
Um, Asper, who created the port for Switch, um, announced when KOTOR 2 was being made for the Switch or released for the Switch, because it is available digitally. I'm just waiting for the physical version of it, uh-huh. that the DLC was going to be made available for free to everybody. Um, and it would allow you to play the unreleased content, this this kind of content that was never part, part of the original game. Um, but now there's all this big question because there's been zero words since they announced that. It's gone and the release date has come and gone. So nobody said anything about this. And this is this whole thing where Asper was originally making the remake of Knights of Republic. Okay. And the Embracer group, who is that big group that's been also gobbling up up companies, um, they took the remake away from Asper and they've moved it over to Saber Interactive. Oh, So I don't, which is concerning. I know it's like a weird thing to be concerned about, but it's concerning that like, I don't know, like... The DLC is a big selling point for getting it on the Switch. It, it was, it was, I mean, would it have changed my mind to get it? I don't, probably not. But like being able to play them, I've always wanted to replay Knights of the Republic 2 with the modded content because I've never played the full story because that content never existed. Right. Um, and as soon as they announced that it was coming out for Switch with the modded content, that's amazing. That's sure. so cool yeah. to be able to play that game. So yeah. I hope that, doesn't mean that Asper group has been kind of like cut yeah by the embracer group but yeah these corporations who knows what's happened but it's it's interesting that they they lost the remake that remake was only announced that is earlier this year interesting yeah I would also think there's a huge appetite for this like with a lot of folks to like Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a good return on it like certainly (laughs) worth developing it I mean there's been just no word on it so okay. it doesn't mean like doesn't mean they've dead. canceled yeah, it. Yeah. It's dead. It's just people are kind of a little worried that they've literally said zero about it. Got it. And people have reached out to them. So it's kind of like a little concerning. but Because I'd like to, if that comes out, then I would like to replay those two games on Switch. At some point. Anyways, should we take a, a quick uh, break and then we'll jump into yeah, the direct stuff? See you in a second. All right. And we're back. And we're back. Hey, there's, so there's a Mario movie coming out, and we're going to learn about it in two days, uh, mm-hmm. and probably like a week and a half after this podcast comes out. You'd be like, yeah, yes. this is old news, folks. We know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I here's my prediction is, is that we'll get like one line out of Mario in this in this trailer. Um, it'll be like a just like four words. It'll be like, it's me, Mario, or whatever. And um, hey, it's a me, Chris Sapratt. Yeah, I, I and and not something that like actually reveals like a talking voice for Mario. Um, I this is my prediction. If we get more than that, I would be surprised. Part and I I said this to you earlier, but I am very excited. For, well, I'm excited for the movie because I think it looks cool. I uh, my kids apparently were talking about this at school today. Um, so like it's all the buzz. And really, <laughs> and the uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated by like the some of the like just the rumored choices they've made and things. And so I'm I think they got a neat cast. Uh, I think obviously Chris Pratt has uh, been the topic of discussion for many people, but um, but the rest of the cast is is um, pretty solid. I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm 
it should be fun. I'm I'm hoping this is a fun one. Strangely enough, though, it my I sent this to somebody and I got back a, a the Gran Turismo uh, movie, which is coming as well. Um, which is like, <laughs> why? why? What is that movie? <laughs> I mean, they've done all of this, right? Because don't we have a speed movie? Uh, don't we? Or is that speed? not? Is that unrelated to the games? I mean, video game movies in general are yeah. just questionable choices. I mean, they've historically done very poorly. I think we'll find with time that they might do a little better. Depending, though. It's truly depending. I, yeah. I, but Gran Turismo, what, 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 is there a story? Uh, well, are you just making a racing game? I, a racing I mean, movie? first of all, first of all, hold on, hold on a second. Okay, I sorry. Am, I am all in on a Gran Turismo movie. Yeah, of <laughs> course you are. You know I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, so careful what you say. But, but you'll just watch. <laughs> but you'll you'll watch cars race around a track with no plot at all. So, uh, it's true. It's true. Yes. So, like, why make a movie? Just why make a movie? Just do more races. Yeah. Just sh- literally show you an hour and a half of someone playing Gran Turismo. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. If that's actually what the movie is, that's probably what it is. Solid gold. We found the best player of Gran Turismo, and we recorded him playing racing <laughs> right. for an hour and a half. Yeah. Watch, Enjoy. Watch him get the licenses at the beginning. <laughs> so good. Yeah, With the I, start li- menu, I like the like... part where he gets his B license. Personally, that's my favorite part. Yeah, I I like when he loses power and the system comes off and he's got to resume it and then he's got to go back and reload his save and he's lost the race that he just did, so he has to do it again. Uh, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> uh, it's like the seat. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Mario movie. Mario movie. Yeah. Very, I you know what? I didn't even notice in our notes that it's now like the title of the points of, of that the we're section. talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of just inserted it to make sure I remember yeah, to talk all about caps. It. But uh two days. I uh I can't wait. I'm super looking forward to it. We're gonna talk about this on Thursday. It's gonna be it's gonna okay. be the highlight of our day. I, yeah. it's interesting to me because Adam doesn't watch trailers. It's true. Actually, I am conflicted. To, but yeah. this is just one of those 180 things or the things I never watch trailers except for when I do. Well, like, let's let's not be so like dramatic. OK, like I, I, but I, I like avoid to be. trailers generally as a general rule. Trailers get avoided. If I already know I'm going to watch the movie, I generally avoid the trailer. This this one seems like one I can't avoid. I can't avoid it. There's no logic here. You try to apply logic to me, and it's Sorry. impossible. You're just killing me. I know. I'm not trying to. I, it's fine. I know. I know who I'm talking to. <laughs> there you I go. just like to. I like to poke the bear every now and then. I understand. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be like critical of you, but you like you're talking about how great the um, Monk, new Monkey Allen game. The reviews were super positive, but you've been also pretty quick to respond to me when I've highlighted that something was critically acclaimed, and you're like, "Well, I don't care about reviews." <laughs> So, so we're not so different, Jacob. Well, no, but I mean, the thing has to have some semblance of interest to me, you know. Fair, fair, totally fair. So, you know, yeah. Uh, so if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me like Gran Turismo is like got amazing reviews, I'm like, oh, I mean, that's great, but like, I but really also, care. I still don't care. <laughs> you know, so yeah, 
I sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I I think the I mean the premise of a Grand Turismo movie cracks me up. But you but I told you I'm I'm all in. So I know you are. Yeah. I know you are. It's okay. You're allowed to be. Let's talk about this direct. Um, yeah, so Nintendo was, did have a direct. This this other Mario movie stuff is a distraction. Um, and it was a full. It was a full direct. It had a lot of stuff in it. It had a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, a talk lot of, of stuff. Yeah, I don't want to jump around I mean, too much. I think the biggest part for me was the fact that uh, my friend's going to now be able to play Tunic, um, who he just couldn't get. He couldn't figure out a way to sit on a couch and play Game Pass. He needs to, he needs it on a Switch. To play it oh man i'm so excited for tunic yeah um i'm excited for tunic on switch because also i will be getting it if a physical release comes uh out yeah that'd be a hard one to pass up i think i can't pass up on it my my friend i was talking to him he's very excited that he can play tunic now uh, but he's like he's gonna hold off for a little while because yeah. he feels like this is a very like physical game like it's gonna get a physical copy and i was like oh I have to get it. I would be I don't shocked own it. if we don't get it. Yeah, likewise. So I would be shocked if we don't get it that way. I would agree. I think it's probably something I'd have to buy. I I think as I reflect on everything I've touched this year, it probably it's going to be a real contender for my game. Yeah. It's it's, a, it's, it's a, a really good one. game. Yeah. So the so that's great. I love that they're bringing tunic to Switch. It, it makes so much sense a thousand piles of sense i did i haven't actually watched uh, the video footage myself but i've heard uh, some critical reviews suggesting that the performances suffers a bit on it which i can see depending on the fit like on the fidelity like the game is is a bit probably demanding in some areas but whatever it's i'm sure they'll do a great job at tuning it um the other game that is exciting to see coming to switch which i didn't think that they necessarily would is it takes two yeah that's awesome. Um, it's really good. I think the fidelity of it is obviously it's a switch, so it's stemmed down. But the fact that it's there, it the fact that it has the friend pass, mm-hmm. so only one person has to own the game Incredible. to play with someone else. Yeah, Incre- I've already told my friend like if he You'll ever chooses it? to get it on sale, yeah, I'll play it through with. I him. I mean, why wouldn't you? It'd be hyper. Like honestly, yeah. you probably don't don't even remember half of it. So like, yeah, and I could play as the other character, game. and you could play as the other character. Yeah which has different things but i told yeah it's like yeah i mean it's so good it's so good it was and so so it's really exciting to see these games come to the switch because the switch so like talk about people liking console. different things though like i've i've listened to people complain about it takes two and suggest that they thought the story was really like contrived and like it was like really like like the whole book character he was like way over the top and like it was stupid and like yeah and i like i could kind of see some merit in some of the comments but like they were a little critical, like too critical, I thought. Just almost like, oh, I'm going to get attention by being hypercritical of this game that's clearly actually quite good. <laughs> but like, did just, did they like the gameplay though? Uh, I don't think I don't even remember them talking about the gameplay. They just kind of kind of harped on the story. But I'm like, I thought the story was fine. Like the the like yeah. the dialogue was great. And like, yeah. I don't know. I just that experience was. And a, a remarkably good one. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was like such an improvement on their first one that you and I played. Mm-hmm. Like I like that game, the um, the prisoner game, the prisoner game. Yeah, um, I was forget way out, a way out. Something. Yeah, um, it was a really cool way to play a game together. But um, 
but like you know we said many times with this one like uh, because that was grounded in reality there was um limitations to how much you're really sharing and what you know like lifting someone up or whatever but oh man this was so good such a good game yeah actually it reminds me of another game that's um i don't even remember the name of it so it's i can only see the girl in it but uh there's a game that kind of looks like a bit like a pixar game and this it takes two gets a lot of credit for looking like a pixar game and it's this girl that's got a staff kendra oh uh, um, something like that um, wish list i can tell yeah, you it's on my wish list too it's never gone on any big Ken, sale though kenna bridge of spirits that's the one yeah yeah um but really similar I, like like really good art in both of these types of games and really like just looks like a animated film almost um it'd be interesting to see how well it plays on the switch i'm sure it plays fine um it looked remarkably good on the computer yeah it, it really did but i think ultimately the ability to be able to just play it oh um, absolutely is, yeah. no. is so so important I'm, I'm it's exciting to see it being released on that yeah i remember just being too. like considering the kind of game it is i wasn't really expecting a lot in like the fidelity like area and i know that's not your like oh my gosh adam the no, fidelities looked- can you see all the fidelities um <laughs> but like but like no, but it looked it looks like do you remember fighting like there was like somewhere in the middle of the game they're like we had to fight like this evil robot and yeah. like the textures on like his like on his like you know it was frame, a very pretty game it's like holy like this is incredible yeah, it was, very it was cool. a very pretty game yeah i mean so much the music oh uh, yeah the songs oh yeah oh, so good no. oh, so, so good. good yeah so good yeah um all right so there's run through some of these other games i mean so there's a new fire emblem game i was curious to know whether you were um at all i don't think so i i mean is that something you would get back into i know you played yes i think i could find myself playing another fire emblem i did i don't i don't know i don't know (laughs) it's they're really good like I, I, in fact, I think you would enjoy Fire Emblem. I think, uh, aside from the fact that I don't think tactics games are your thing, um, no. The, uh, but I would really like, um, I'd like like a story based tactics is fun. It's almost like I find a lot of these games that are like, it seems maybe this is a incorrect perception of mine, but it seems like there's a lot of these like life slash RPG games that come mm-hmm. out of Japan that are, yeah. they have kind of more of like, they've got the relationship side of things where you have to like build, you know, rapport with your comrades and whatever, and, and like potential suitors or whatever. But the, um, but the other part is like, you know, like a fighting game or an RPG that's actually like a heavy RPG, like, and melding these two things together, like Persona does this and um, Fire Emblem does this. And like, there's plenty of games like this. It's so this is, you know their version of t- of com is combat's tactics, which has more strategy, which I I love. The um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think before I did this, like if I was to ever want to play this again, I would just play one of the other houses in the game I have, right? And bring the rest of the story around. I have all these. I have 3ds games of Fire Emblem. Do you nice that are supposed yeah, to be? I've got those. Very They're, good. They are very good. But, yeah, but um, so I feel like I'll play those before I. Yeah, I doubt again. I I'm not yeah. big on the tactics thing. I understand. Yeah, yeah. You could put it on. I mean, 
I don't know if it would make it less enjoyable. You could put it on an easier mode and then just sort of steamroll through it um, and just do the story and the rest of it. Yeah. I The tactics are still, I mean, they're kind of enjoyable, but um, it uh, that game also, like we have a friend that when he was playing it, he he played it on like the hard mode where you literally like lose your characters permanently for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, so it can be a little harsh if you want it to be too. Right, it's, it's, right. It's cool. Um, man, um, I gotta tell you, this whole rest of this podcast, all I've been thinking about is Papers, Please on my phone. I think I'm gonna have to do <laughs> I think I might have to do it. Did you ever finish it? No, I never finished mm. it. Yeah, I think I got pretty far um, where like my whole family and stuff wasn't dying. <laughs> and I was able to keep them alive for a little longer or something. I don't know. It's it's fun how the story sort of plays out, though, different ways, depending on what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, one that popped up, uh, Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Fatal Frame is one of these creepy games that, like, I don't know, I'll probably never play. But I've always been intrigued with it. And it's it's all about, photos like, of ghosts or something, right? Something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's always it's it's I can't remember. I'm I'm gonna misquote this one because there's there's been ones. This is a, I think a remaster or like a re-release of a Wii one. But there's been kind of a couple that like didn't, or there's been one that didn't make it out to North America. I think. Mm. Yeah, I can't no, remember. I but I always remember the it, it. I remember a Fatal Frame from like the Wii U era. Um, I think it was the Wii U era that. Um, and so it's always been kind of like in the back of my mind of one that. I, the thing is, like, I always talk about, uh, you know, my inability to play creepy games and scary always. games. I mean, but, like, every day. I always yeah. still wa- I have a want. I understand. There's always some, like, interesting things about these games that, like, um, I I want to play um, them because there's something interesting about the mechanics or something that draws me to it. But then I see the scary aspect of it and really, like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Fatal Frame is one of those ones. Uh, no full pass i'm out i got enough enough other games to play honestly like there's just too many other things i just yeah 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 yeah. uh resident evil cloud series so i don't i don't really care so much about the resident evil i think they're bringing um a a few of their titles to the cloud i think it's really cool that switch is like like they recognize okay like porting this thing's not going to do it service so we're just going to stream it yeah um and i haven't i've only i I meant to check this one out from a demo perspective or, or one of these other ones. I've tried control um, just to, just for fun, like after we finished it, because um, mm-hmm. you can play a few minutes or the first level. I don't know, the first little bit anyways. It plays pretty well. Like, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, it's not as good. I've, I have done, like when I was playing Yakuza 0 or when I was mentioning it earlier, the um, I'm playing that through streaming uh, fully. Okay. And... Um, it is, uh, I cannot get over how good Moonlight and GeForce now is. It is so darn good at streaming. Yeah. And I told Jacob that there's a um, there's some scripts that you can get to, uh, I don't even know who would be listening to this who would care, but, but there's some scripts you can get to like, um, essentially like imagine if you had like a ultra wide screen monitor or some other weird config and you wanted to stream to, I don't know, like, a low resolution laptop or something so you wanted to go in 720p you can run these scripts and it'll just flip everything over and launch a thing and then you just have one interface for everything and it's um it's working really really well for me and it gives me access to all my games with a controller support and um 
Yeah, I think uh, so. That streaming is really good. The cloud version of it is still good, not as good, but yeah, it's cool. Anyways, I I think this will probably keep us on our Switch hardware for a while longer because they'll just mm-hmm. continue to do a little more of this for some of the bigger games they want to put out. Yeah. Um. I was gonna so um, on the topic of Fatal Frame, I, a game came up in my uh, recently when I was talking to my friend. Uh, we were talking about things to play, and we I had talked about this ages ago when Xbox Series X. What are we on? Whatever the latest X5, Xbox thing is called, seventeen. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, the medium. And I remember talking yeah, about this. this I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. What I didn't realize, I I missed it. It was on Game Pass for a long it time. It was. Yeah. I was like, oh, we should have. And then I regret it because I was like, oh, this is a game that maybe him and I could play like with me streaming. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like a horror action game. So did I. It's it is not, not. Oh. It's it's more of a like an interactive like puzzle horror story game, and you're not fighting or anything. It is ah. meant to be kind of creepy and scary. Sure. But like you don't when i read when i read people talking about the plane they're like yeah you there's no fighting mechanic in this game like this is just like you going through a thing solving oh. puzzles and stuff and using the two worlds uh to like to do it and i it's definitely i think meant to be scary huh. or creepy but i was like oh wait like i don't have to fight anything then yeah. I, I think i can like play this with someone like if that's the case cuz right. it was always one that i remember seeing i was like oh this is cool this dual kind of reality and and it's and it's and the thing is you you see both worlds at the same time it renders both worlds i remember at the same time and you switch it and like anyways it just the fatal frame thing made me think of this game as well because it was like one of these games that i really like the look of and and the concept but it was like there's no way i can play this and then only recently discovered like oh maybe there is a way that i can play this game not on game pass anymore so it's one of these things that i'll i'll be on the lookout for one day yeah, cool. If it ever comes up, but um, anyways, top uh, tangent. Uh, um, Octopath Traveler two. I mean, there's a second one. Neither of us played. I don't. I don't see me getting to this. But uh, no, it's just another big RPG. Yeah, I didn't hear great things about Octopath Traveler. Everybody said it was such a great game. Nobody I know who played it ever finished it. Right. It's a it's a Everybody long game, said, and I think people people love the art style when it started. This is the exact comments I've I've heard recently when hearing about this second one coming out. Is they're like, yeah, I'm kind of over this. Like like yeah. uh, they use a, a tilt and shift like look, and with like a 16 bit kind of like it's a neat art render, but you get yeah. really you get tired of it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Fay um, uh, Farm looks fun. I'm just gonna put yeah. it out there. It looks pretty neat, and I realize it's a bit of a, a Disney whatever kind of game. Like, what's that other game they have on Xbox Game Pass right now? The, um, is it on Game oh Pass gosh. actually? The Disney yep. one? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but oh this, gosh. I don't know. I've just forgotten what it, the name is. A co-op farming and some dungeoning. Uh, it just seems fun. Dreamlight Valley was the Disney game. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, I marked it down because I was like, oh, this looks like a good, it's up to four players and it's a multiplayer frame. I mean, you can do this in, um, uh, what's that star game? The star or something or other. Moonlight, oh star moon, Moonlight I'm Valley, fail- Starlight Valley, I'm, star. I'm failing, I'm failing Starlight on games, but the, the one that's like very like known to be kind of 
that one guy who made it. Um, anyways, Star- yeah, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Um, State Farm looks good. Like a mix of like yeah. farming management, but dungeon crawling with yeah. four players looks yeah. fun. I mean, mundane tasks. So yeah, let's do it. Up. Yeah. Uh, Actually, with friends. Speaking of which, uh, I need to get back into like cleaning some things with uh, pressure washer. I think. Do you? Yeah. I could do, maybe instead of uh, you know slaying hordes of monsters, I'll do that another evening. Unlock some more nozzles. It's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. I have you uh, heard of this game called uh Goldeneye 007? <laughs> yes, I have. You have? Have you ever played it? Um a little bit. Yeah. I have I did not play this game as a child. Uh more than uh well actually I don't even think I was a child. <laughs> You're probably not a child. <laughs> uh when did this game come out? I don't actually know. Ninety six. Okay. Ninety seven. Yeah, so less child so, at that point, but so this is a big reveal is that GoldenEye 007 is coming out for the N64 virtual console, which is part of the um, second tier of the online service, which means that you and I will not be able to play it because we refuse to pay for we do. the higher tier. Yeah. Um, but at the same time of that being released, or the information being released, Game Pass is getting it as well. So clearly there was some kind of agreement between Microsoft and Nintendo and Rare, all that. I mean, Rare is owned by Microsoft, but to to let this game you gotta, uh, be released. I, the I could, unfortunate thing yeah. is that the online gameplay is only available on Switch. Is there local co-op on Game Pass? Game Pass? Yes. Okay, so do you think that like the internet is going to write something for us to allow us to play remotely? Well, we can already do that. Because just feeds so, with each other? No, no, no. Like there's there's like, I mean, I know there's other ones available, but Parsec, for instance, that's the whole point of Parsec. Parsec is, allows I feel like it's so janky for that stuff. I mean, well, it's worked for, for a few games for us fine, but like. That's fair. Yeah. But there's other options out there that people use to do exactly this. Got is it. To create an online. Someone's basically streaming it yeah. and people are playing remotely. But we did. We did. How did we? I'll tell you, I I will we'll, didn't do you... we do didn't we do that with um that the the, the prison game a way out well, I feel like we did not no, I feel like we we did I feel like we did that locally I feel like we didn't I think there was I, had, a game... I think I had a game pass for it no there was another game where uh, it was like the string and yarn game oh the yarn game yeah whatever that one was but anyways you're right. But I think I think ultimately there will be ways for us to figure out a way to play Golden Knight. I know Jacob, that we've friends... played a lot of games together, and I feel like we've played so few. Yeah. Why is that? Maybe it's because it's know. been a minute. Maybe. Yeah. But Golden Eye would be fun. I Golden Eye is one of those ones where like I've always been excited to kind of like jump back into Golden Eye. I mean, I mean, it's one where f- I will play yeah. the story probably quickly, run through maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, but if we played Golden Eye online multiplayer. If we could figure out a way to play that on Game Pass, yeah, I'd be in. Like, yeah. I, that game is fun. To, I'm, to I'd be that. willing to to give that a go for sure. And it allows for modern controls. It's a remaster, so it allows for modern controls. So it allows dual stick, which of course right. never had originally. Right. Um. So, kind of neat. Yeah. That's cool. finally because that's been up in the air for eons. There's been uh, remasters. Uh, hinted for eons, but it's it's stuck up in this weird licensing 
between Nintendo, Microsoft, and MGM um, to get it released again. So, cool to see. Um, another game I put down on here, uh, Ib, I-B. Um, this one is a 2D kind of exploration adventure game. It's very creepy. It's uh, in this art gallery. It's kind of like pixel, very kind of rough pixel art. Um, it reminds very much of Count Lucanor, which is also a very kind of creepy, classic pixel art kind of game. Which um, what was that name? Count Lucanor. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, it is a. It was a very creepy uh, pixel art kind of game. I had a I had a I had a tough time playing it. It was very creepy, but I did end up playing it with a friend uh because he had played it and uh, we ended up playing it through together um it helped me through so uh but it was interesting enough that i would be like oh i wonder if i could play that one that's interesting hey just uh i had to look it up because i was curious they have another bond game coming out right from the hitman producer people right and we're both very excited about this Mm -hmm. uh apparently 2025 yeah, I, I think this is, falls into the category of the, all those games that were announced that are like, hey, we're making a game. We're making a game. Yeah, we're making, but, yeah, we're making we're, Indiana Jones. Like Bethesda's making an Indiana Jones game. Right. And, uh, right. You know, these are all very far out there. So, so far away. Yeah. PlayStation 6. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Xbox. Um, and, what is the next Xbox going to be called? Um, <laughs> uh, Double XL. Serious, serious double XL. Serious Xbox Serious Double XL. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, it, neat looking game. Uh and then Mario Kart 8. We just got wave two mm-hmm. of the of the courses, and they just announced wave three, which is coming out in the holiday. And we get which is eight, neat. Do we get eight waves? Or is it four? Two, one, two, two, four, six. It's eight, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's eight waves, yeah. Yeah. So this were ready wave three, and they released they reveal two courses. One which is Merry Mountain from Mario Kart Tour, which is a Christmas course, which is yep. kind of neat for That's the great. holiday season. Yeah, and Peach Gardens from Mario Kart TS, but we don't know the rest of the courses. Uh, but I know, I know Peach Gardens well. Yeah, that's cool though. Like only in a couple months, we'll end up with another eight courses again. It's awesome. So, neat. I haven't played the the new courses enough. Actually, that's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. This is like should... such a good just couch co-op game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd be happy to play oh, more yeah. Mario Kart with Pretty, you. Absolutely. Um, Nintendo Switch Sports, the golf uh, was the dude. Yeah, released I'm, I'm excited for this. Bit. Yeah, I'm I'm actually quite excited for this. I, yeah, I, I would like to try um, a virtual golf game that isn't terrible. <laughs> And I think if it's delayed, it's because they want to make it good. This is my hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do enjoy like the idea of virtual golf in general. So this is this is cool. I've tried yeah. the VR, like um, it's called Everybody's Golf, I think, or something like that. But it's a uh, kind of it's just mini golf, and okay, um, but it's in VR and it's it's not bad. Um, yeah. I haven't done it with anybody online, but I understand when you do, you can like kind of see them walking around. Um, which is like, if you imagine having a friend and being kind of remote, but like then being able to see them in the space, even if it's just like, yeah. a, it's, it's, that's neat. I think yeah. you know that, that that's actually them moving. Right. 
Right. Yeah. It's a, it's right. a neat feeling. Cool. Uh, Pikmin Four is officially announced. Which they're is making a game. Yeah. They're making a game. I mean, I mean shocking it, that's that they're making Pikmin Four. <laughs> I mean, I think we always kind of knew that they must be making a Pikmin Four, but of course they are. Uh, I'm excited for it. Maybe rewatching watching that segment on Pikmin makes me want to go back to Pikmin Three again. Mm. I, I loved Pikmin Three. It was so good. I never got it. I never. I don't think I played this game enough to get into it. I I probably just did the like the bare minimum and then just was like I, I don't understand this game. I just moved on. I did the exact same thing. I and think we've talked about I this. I came yeah. back and then was like, I need to give this a big fairer chance. Actually, my friend gave me like a little bit of a like push to say like, oh, you're doing it wrong in that the way I was approaching the game was wrong. I right. was trying to do something which was impossible. The whole thing was built to do it over multiple days. And then once I figured that out, I was like, oh, I'm having a blast. Right. It's such a good time with it. Yeah. So I'm excited for a new Pikmin game, though. Yeah. Um, Master Detective Archives Rain Code. Uh, this one looks cool. I like I okay, so here's my best way of describing this thing. I mean, it's created by a bunch of Spike Chunsoft developers. Spike Chunsoft made a lot of like um uh they're the ones who made a lot of like um visual novels. Um uh like um oh my gosh. Uh, the, the people who developed this was a specific series called uh, Danganronpa. Um, but um, it looks phenomenal. Like the art style but, is, is incredible. It's actually uh, if four, I, four to eight should be a scramble as well. Should, okay. Um, should that, that's kind of what strange you into this. It, it, if I can describe the art, though, it kind of looks like Persona-esque. Y- yeah, it's so what's what? Dr- Drew me to it. it was a detective game, and the whole thing is like you you are you go around the real world and like find clues and evidence and do all this kind of investigating, and then you have this ghost or the spirit that haunts you, and she will pull you into another realm of sorts, and that's where you actually like solve the mystery. But it's like a combination of like weird like trials and fights. So like the trials will like tell you to go different doors, but it'll all be based on the evidence and stuff that you found. And you have to, it's almost like answering questions and the fights. It looked like the enemy was like throwing statements at you and you had to decide whether to dodge or like destroy them, I guess, based on the fact of whether one was real or what you thought was a good thing. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Very little is kind of known about that side, but like they kind of roughly tell you in the trailer, but it looked like a really neat kind of yep. uh, neat game anyways. So that definitely piqued my interest. For sure. Uh, and then uh, Sifu's coming to Switch. Did you end up playing this game? Never played it, no. I suspected this one, this feels like a Game Pass game at some point or something. I'm sure we'll we'll get a chance to sample it. I suspect also the game probably maybe if you just played it on easy it'd be fun to sort of make your way through it but i think it's intended to be replayed multiple times i think you and you like unlock or you just increase your abilities and either increase your abilities or your skill and you get through the game right um, right but this is the one where you're fighting it's like iterative fights you keep going through and if you lose a fight you get older mm-hmm. as you progressively get older the more times you die yeah 
Um, and we saw it in, I can't remember if it was a PlayStation thing or an Xbox thing. We saw it a while, a long time ago. Yeah, so. we did. And it's been out for a while. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is a probably a great place for it to be, though, um, on the yeah. Switch. So that's cool. And its art style probably lends it to, to run all right as well. I yeah. feel like this kind of game needs a higher like performance. Um, Lego Brick Tales, I'm kind of excited for. Uh, ah, this looks really cool. It it looks it, they've been working on this for a very long time. They're using the same like trial engine that they used for. Um, my gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. It's it's kind of like a uh, Lego. I'm just gonna look up Lego ray tracing. Lego uh, Lego Builder's Journey, which is just like mm-hmm. a really simple game, and it's actually free somewhere where did i see it i think it was free on um oh it's free on playstation plus but uh like what an amazing game and i think they're using that engine to build this right um so this this is something i actually kind of want to play on pc because our graphics cards are going to like just make it look like actual lego yeah yeah this one um yeah this one looks so it's it's lego dioramas that you're moving around with a Lego person and you're solving puzzles to get through them. But what's neat is like, it will give you a thing to build. So one of the examples I saw in the trailer was like, okay, you have to build some kind of flying machine to get to a section of the diorama. Mm-hmm. So you're given a bunch of parts and it almost seems like you're given full reign to build however you want using the parts. But like what they demonstrated was like, it'll try to fly your contraption. And like, so it demonstrated like, oh, the, the propeller was on the side. So it just like flipped over and then flew right. off the screen and crashed. Right. Exactly. So you, you do have to like think about what you're trying to build and it being successful. I don't know how much freedom is I don't there. Know either, but you know what? Steam has a demo. Really? It really does. I think I'm going to check this out. Like right now, while we're well, not for not while we're talking, but I might might have clicked the button. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Look, it does. Uh, it looks inc- really impressive. I think it should be fun. And like what Jacob was saying, is a puzzle game. It's like got really great art style because it's just Lego rendered at a really high quality. It'll, it'll come out on every platform. I th- I think probably even yes. including iPad. I would imagine. It's, um. Oh, I- can't remember that, but definitely all the. I mean, PC Lego Switch, Lego Xbox Builders is on Apple Arcade, um, for free. We're not all within the program or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, looks neat. Um, then uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which is a re-release of a game that was released on Wii. Um, it's uh, I've been told it's considered a very good game in the series. Yeah. Um, one thing that I just noted just for your sake, because of the complaint on your Kirby experience, is that it allows up to four players and allows everyone to control Kirby. Yes. But this you're is all a Kirby. Yes. And but this is a like a classic Kirby 2D side scroller with yep. all the abilities and stuff. So yep. they're fun. They're kind of nonsensey, like just button mashy, like whatever. Um and you can certainly hundred like I think they would scratch an itch for you because there's a lot of like hunting to get hundred percent on the levels in various ways. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I have a new appreciation for Kirby. I really, really liked um, Dream World. Yeah, yeah, Dream World. That was the one we just played, right? 
Yes. Yeah. True, I don't true. need another Kirby. Man, we have a lot of Kirby. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of Kirby. Yeah. Um, I, I wish no, there was more Mario Kirby and Luigi and less Kirby, if I'm being honest. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. That's the one. Um, I mean, that's fair. Like, I I like, I didn't a... I I don't have enough to say anything about this, but I I glanced at a rumor that there's a 2D Mario in the works for Switch. That's the current, or that's what I saw a rumor flying around. I could get down with that. I I hope it's a departure from the Wii U series, which I think is the least appealing art style that they've made. The um, 3D world. Yeah, not 3D world. Uh, the Wii U. Um. Super oh, Mario just Brothers. like the two D, that two like D, like weird three D, two E, two D thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have like a like a proper, like like make it re- like render it in three D, but make it more cartoony. Interesting. Less okay. less shiny. <laughs> less shiny. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that's really exciting. I like that a lot. And then, as the last reveal, is the name of the new. Breath of the Wild 2 game. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Tear, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. So I heard in the UK somewhere they did something. Maybe they delayed they delayed the announcement of this or something because the because the queen died. What? Yeah, apparently. Oh, they- the, the 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 direct yes, the direct was delayed. Yeah, because yeah, that's right. They delayed the whole direct because of the name of this game. Right, it's un- unbelievable. <laughs> I right. mean, not surprising. They haven't released um, what's that combat war game? Advanced Wars. They haven't released that. Uh, you're right. Because of the war. Yeah. Because allegedly, of the war, yeah. allegedly, that's what they've done. Yeah. And I was like, what? Does, like, are the developers in like the Ukraine or something? And I'm like, oh, maybe they're just being sensitive to the fact that it's a very I think war-based they're just game. Being sensitive. It's a war-based game. Yeah. yeah, I think so, totally. Yep. So yeah, so we get a new name for Legend of Zelda uh, with a May 2023 release. That's really exciting. That's yeah. um that's pretty good. I should probably finish the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've at the very minimum, I should just like go and kill Ganon. You should collect at least 450 Quark seeds as well. Uh, at least, yeah. I'm sure I've already done that number. <laughs> Feels like it. And that's, those are the, I mean, there's lots more in that direct. Right. Um, I, de- I definitely just tried to filter out based on stuff that, you know, you and I would be more interested in, but there is lots of stuff to um, uh, go through in that direct. There was a, a meaty direct. It was pretty good. Sure. Yeah, I think um, I had very limited expectations this time, so I just felt very pleased overall. <laughs> Didn't have the roller yeah. coaster that I normally go down. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was That's good. good. Well, Jacob, right. what an episode. What an episode. Some good chats all around. Some pretty extensive tangents, too, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to like be more than usual. Yeah. Thank um anyways, but I appreciate them all the time. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yes. You as always catch us on the Twitter. That's at Run the Bear, where we just simply post 
our episodes. <laughs> hey, there's and, another episode. And then we talk in our episodes like we're going to do a thing on Twitter, but don't usually do it. That's but You never know. There you go. You might keep find you, something new there. Keep you guessing. Day. Maybe we'll talk about some Mario uh, tra- um, trailers that I either watch or don't watch. That's true. Yeah, maybe. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks everybody. Jake. All right. Bye. Bye.